Listeners beware, you're in for a scare. This episode, Emmy Wilson in Night in Werewolf Woods. Hello, Emmy. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited now that you've set the tone. Thank you. Well, welcome to Pick a Path Podcast. It is the only podcast that I know about where we read an interactive novel. This series is actually Give Yourself Goosebumps by R.L. Stein, And I read you the novel. You get to make choices and decide what our role-playing adventure is for the day. It's got all the things I love. Good. Spooks, reading, choices. <laughs> now, Emmy has been an artist, an actress, a singer, a dancer, and so many other things with Split Television Productions. Uh, most notably Yesterday in Space, where she got to play Dr. Freya Rose. And, I mean, has working with us and doing all these weird creative things prepared you for the spooky story you're in for today? I feel like it should allow me to pick a creative option. <laughs> Hopefully that will help me live. But <laughs> I mean, that's the goal, right? <laughs> to live. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to live. Good. Well, we get to do that today. Ooh. We get to live today through this novel and see what R.L. Stein thinks A Night in Werewolf Woods is like for you. Now, for those who don't know, Emmy is also a wonderfully wacky witch of Wellington. She's one of the most lovely people I know and have ever worked with, and I'm so glad she's joined me here today. Stop! You give me all these compliments, I'll blow up like a balloon. <laughs> now, what is your history with interactive novels, and specifically give yourself goosebumps? I feel like Goosebumps is in fact the first pick a path that I've ever done. So good. And I feel like a lot of people started with those books. And and I I was shocked that that was even a thing that you could do. You know, I was excitedly, you have to go to this page now. Well, this is just terribly exciting. So then Right. I do own most of them because they just delight me. I love them. Mhm. I now, feel like Goosebumps and Animorphs were like my formative, the, the thing that made me who I am now. <laughs> uh, I can relate to that. I am considering doing the Alternomorphs books as Pick a Path Adventures in Future. Oh now God. that I know you're an Animorphs fan, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Because <laughs> I 100% guarantee that Emmy Wilson will be back for an Alternomorphs episode if that is something people want. I am both delighted and horrified. <laughs> I cannot wait. Good. So this episode we are going to be doing the fifth book in the Give Yourself Goosebumps series. It's called Night in Werewolf Woods. I'm going to let you have a look at the cover and let us know what you think of it. Oh, remember when holographic things were all the rage? You can definitely tell that it's from that era. Right. It's very pretty. <laughs> it's, is it even a thing that we see much of now? Not as often. It's usually like flecked rather yeah. than... This is fun. I like it. You you twirl it around and it has all these little dazzling effects. And they haven't done that to the new versions of the books that have been coming out, so... What a shame. I am glad that I have an almost full collection of the original, <laughs> like, classic Goosebumps books. Oh, man, this brings back memories. Oh, and look at that. Look at these angry boys, these angry wolves with oh, their, yeah. the saliva coming off of their teeth. They're just they're angry and ferocious and ready to tear me apart. I cannot wait. Well, I'm glad you're ready for that to happen. <laughs> now, I am going to read you the 
pages as they come. You will be given options at the end of the page and you'll be able to make decisions. Okay. Let's begin. <laughs> Nerd alert, nerd alert. We interrupt your perfect summer vacation at Deepwoods Lake to bring you the special nerd news. Your parents have invited their best friends, Mr. and Mrs. Morris, and their super nerd son, Todd, to share the cabin with your family this year. You can't believe it. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm not a nerd. In this? Uh, I don't think so. I think your cousin Todd is a nerd. Oh, what a nerd. Ah, oh, such a nerd. We don't like those, I guess. <laughs> Your worst nightmare has come true. <laughs> Your family's minivan pulls up to Woods World. You've already spotted the Morris's car. It's parked beneath a string of coloured lanterns hanging over the entrance to Woods World. Woods World is the cabin community that your family has vacationed at every summer since you were a baby. Then you spot Todd. He's gawky, stringy-haired, and wears thick, black-rimmed glasses. Hey, hey, what do you say? Todd <laughs> calls to you. His big hands whirly birds out of the car window in a nerdy wave. Oh, he just wants to be friends with me. Be nice, your mother cautions. Yes, maybe Todd is different now, says your dad. Oh, different, all right, you moan, from everyone else on this planet. Your only option is to go to page two. I can't be friends with him. Oh, what a shame. I mean, you haven't been given that option yet. You this may be allowed to be friends with Todd. Maybe he can help me escape the night in the woods. Maybe he's the one who puts you there. Who knows? <gasps> Horrific. Your minivan and the Morris's car both roll up the gravel drive next to Evergreen Cabin. You gaze around. Nothing has changed since last summer. The woods behind your cabin are still dark and deep. The sparkling blue lake in front of the cabin is as smooth as glass. A narrow sandy beach stretches into an easy curve around the shoreline of the lake. The sun has almost set, leaving behind a fiery pink-orange glow in the sky. There's enough daylight left for you to notice a note taped to the screen door of your cabin. Cool, you cry. You jump out of the car. That must be a note from my friends, you tell your parents. You sprint across the lawn and up the porch steps. You pull the note off the cabin door. To read what it says, we need to turn to page three. Ooh. Now, do you go camping? Uh, yes, I used to. Yeah. Cabins or tents? Tents. Hmm. Do I know? Did Did anyone go in cabins? I feel like I, that's I did for like school and like school church camps. camp. Yeah, it was always church camp things though. Yeah. Which aren't really a thing Going that happens camping. here. No. Okay, well... So, so, are you immersed? I feel very immersed. Good. <laughs> you unfold the note. You read it aloud. Kids only campfire tonight, 8pm at the beach. Wonderful, your mum cries as she hurries up behind you. It's only 7 o'clock now. You can help unload the car and then go. Mm. This will be a perfect opportunity for the other Woods World kids to meet Todd. Wait, hang on a second. Do we know who wrote this note? No, but it's that you're at a camp, like a community. It's like camp. a communal camp. Woods World is the place. Woods World. I, yeah. I feel like this whole thing is made by creepy people. You've who... gone there every year since you were a baby. They like babies. <laughs> Tender and moist. Wait, I meant to say plump. Ah. <laughs> Good. 
<laughs> You're right, that did throw me. I'm so sorry. No, very good. And a perfect opportunity for them to think I'm a nerd too, because I'm with him, you mutter. But no one hears you. Your parents and Mr. and Mrs. Morris have gone inside the cabin. You watch Todd unload his stuff from the car. As he pulls out a red tin box, three very large red-haired boys bike up your driveway. They're the Murphy brothers, Jess, Buck, and Sharky. Sharky? Sharky. Uh-huh. All right, then. Welcome to Woods World, nerdo. The oldest brother, Sharky, taunts Todd. Sharky is 15. Damn. Already a man. <laughs> he looks as if he has been lifting weights since he was two years old. Last summer, a kid told you that Sharky got his nickname because getting into a fight with Sharky is like trying to survive a shark attack. Of course. Where else would you get the nickname Sharky? <laughs> oh, I see you've brought us a present, Sharky says to Todd. He grabs the tin box and tosses it to his younger brother, youngest brother, Jess. That was a mistake. Hey, Todd shouts. That's my pewter figure collection. Bring that box back. Tears form in his eyes as the Murphy brothers pedal away, taking the box with them. I have a feeling that box is going to surface back soon. Oh yeah. In fact, it's telling us to go to page 12. Oh, here we go. You can just kind of tell when they highlight important things. Oh yeah. Subtle. You try to pretend that you don't see Todd crying, but this kid is not a quiet sniffler. He's a loud sobber. Todd cries. Tears spurt out of his eyes like a water main break in the middle of Main Street. Alright, alright, you finally say. I'll go to the campfire and get your precious pewter collection back. I'm coming too, Todd says. He wipes his nose on his sleeve. Gross. <laughs> I mean, he's not all bad, right? He's... I'm going to go and retrieve the thing. So, exactly. like, I'm not a total mean person. <laughs> You glance over at the porch. The parents are so busy talking, they don't notice that Todd's tears are flooding the place. You notice, though. Now you have to decide if you're going to bring Todd to the campfire or leave him to cry at the cabin. This is my choice? This is your first choice inside the novel. You get to choose whether to ditch Todd and go to the campfire alone or drag Todd with you to the campfire. Well, I've already decided that I want to be friends with Todd. Good on you. He's going to... Safety in numbers. I need to take as many people with me so that if I do need to ditch them in the woods, there's... Fodder. Fodder. Not that I would do that, because Todd is my friend. Exactly. He's he's, he's lovely. He, he's nerdy, but lovely. And a loud, noisy crier, which I feel like I relate to <laughs> on a personal level. Well, here's hoping that doesn't isn't how our podcast ends today. Me sobbing. Just sobbing. Oh. So we're turning to page six to take Todd with you to the campfire. You can't help feeling sorry for Todd. You decide to take him to the campfire. Maybe if those Murphy brothers see you crying, they'll feel sorry for you too, you tell Todd. They are the meanest boys I've ever met, Todd wails. He takes a package of tissues out of his shorts pocket and blows his nose. Loud. Really, Todd? You say. You'll scare them with that honking more than they could ever scare you. I just want my pewter collection back. It's my most precious possession. As soon as Todd says this, 
the faucet opens again. He can't stop crying. I can't go to the campfire, he sobs. My sinuses are all clogged now. You'll have to face them alone, I guess. Can I just say that I really like how you've nailed the nasally small boy. <laughs> Thank you. You've got like that perfect cadence. You know how Kirby eats things and becomes them? Yeah. Oh. Alone, you repeat, cheering up immediately. Without you, Todd? I'm sorry. Todd weeps. I just don't feel like going to the party tonight. If you insist, you say happily. Go to page nine. <laughs> you leave Todd to cry alone at the cabin. You stay here and unpack your stuff, you say to Todd. I'll go to the campfire and get the box back for you. You hurry out the cabin door. You head for the usual campfire spot at the south end of the beach. A giant fire is already blazing when you arrive. You see your friend, Lauren Woods. Her parents own Woods World. She and the regular crowd of Woods World kids are sitting around the fire listening to Sharky Murphy tell a creepy story. Remember the legend of the werewolves? Sharky is saying mysteriously. At first you may think you are talking to a friend. Then, when the full moon comes out from behind a cloud, you'll see hair begin to grow on your friend's face. Fangs take the place of teeth. A voice that once was human turns to a beastly howl. Ah, so puberty. (laughs) Sharky pauses and lowers his voice to a whisper. Look, he says, the moon is out tonight. This is a perfect night for the werewolves of Woodsworld to appear. No one is safe here. Not now. Not ever. He's 15. Oh, I can tell. (laughs) That's what a 15-year-old sounds like. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but my choice has kind of got nullified. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to make a choice, and your choice to bring him along, he decided no. That's rude. It is. That's so rude. (laughs) The book is already doing me a disservice. It's interactive. It's a game. (laughs) And I'm losing, I think. (laughs) So your option is to turn to page 28, which we're going to do. Wait, there was an option there? No. Oh, Oh, okay. Just straight up moving, yeah. Cool. Sharky laughs an evil laugh as he finishes his story. (laughs) The kids sitting around the campfire study each other's faces. (laughs) Sorry, I tried not to laugh at that laugh. (laughs) You're doing great. Sweetie. The kids sitting around the campfire study each other's faces. Searching for hair, or maybe fangs. Loud car. As clouds cover the full moon, the campfire party breaks up. Everyone says goodnight. Lauren Woods laughs as she calls to you. Nighty night, don't let the werewolves bite. Did you ever see a werewolf, Sharky? One of the younger kids asks before he leaves. Huh, laughs Sharky. My brothers and I saw plenty of werewolf tracks in the woods just before we came to this campfire. Isn't that right, Jess? Yeah, the youngest Murphy brother says. We saw the tracks when we were burying the nerdy kid's box. So you think to yourself, they buried Todd's box. Ah, you fools. But where? You promised to get the box back for Todd, but should you go out alone tonight when the moon is full? If you decide to look for the box tonight, you can't. 
Or do you decide to go back to the cabin? Also, I'm surprised that the entire campfire party consisted of you arriving and Sharky told a story. <laughs> and then everyone said goodnight. Those, uh, those 15-year-old camp, <laughs> camp parties are lit. Honestly, like, whoa. It was a bit wild there. I'm glad you didn't take Todd. He wouldn't have liked the story. No. <laughs> so are you going to look for Todd's box tonight on the night of the full moon, or are you heading back to the cabin? You know what? Uh, let's let's be a Gryffindor today. Let's be brave. Ooh. We're going to go at the full moon, which I already know is kind of a bad idea, but we're brave today. Well, I'm proud of you. Ain't Do it, scared brave. of no moons. We're heading to page 13. A promise is a promise. You promised Todd you would get his box back tonight. You decide you have to go into the woods. Alone. It's no big deal, you think to yourself. I've been to Woods World forever. I've never seen werewolves here before. You follow the Murphys up a gravel path to the woods. You hope they will lead you to the box. The only problem is, the Murphys are nowhere in sight. They have sprinted up the path in the darkness. You peer ahead, but see nothing. The full moon is behind a cloud. Total darkness surrounds you like a thick blanket. The woods are silent tonight. Even the raccoons and other night creatures seem to have gone to bed already. Nothing is out here. Nothing except me, you say softly to yourself. Oh, 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 oh. You turn around. What made that horrible noise? You glance to your right and then to your left. Nothing. You continue along the path. The gravel crunches under your sneakers and then you see it. A light flickering up ahead. Go That's to page 106. Right? So we're heading to page 106. Mm -hmm. A candle burns in a jar next to a large boulder on the side of the path. As you hurry closer, a breeze makes the flame flicker. There's a note taped to the large rock. You bend down and grab the note. Did someone leave this for you? You draw the candle close. Squinting in the darkness to read the writing, wax drips, then hardens on the side of the jar, as you read the note aloud. Mmm. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to read it aloud, actually? Oh, okay, yeah. I'll... It's a spit in the middle there. <clears throat> the werewolves of Woodsworld, they love to see red, so the box that was Todd's is now their box instead. The werewolves of Woodsworld disappear at dawn so you must find the box before the night is gone well then i've wow. been given a riddle you have well not really <laughs> find a box it's not exactly like cryptic pretty cryptic werewolves this must be a joke you tell yourself but you can't help gazing into the darkness searching you hold your breath and listen then you hear the crackling of twigs footsteps. You're not alone after all. Someone or something is out here with you. Turn to page 133. Will I even get a chance to find the box? Oh, I mean, if you find the box, I mean, that sounds like the game of the game right there. Yeah. I've played video games. <laughs> Collect the thing. Fetch quest. Yeah, we love fetch quests. Quickly, you duck down behind an old tree stump. You listen for the footsteps again. They're closer now. But in the darkness, you can't tell exactly where they are coming from. Your heart pounds like a jackhammer. Footsteps. Closer. 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 
Ah! You scream. A hand is on your shoulder. You're afraid to look. Ah! Good. <laughs> hey, hey, what do you say? Todd's voice breaks through your screen. Jesus, Todd? It's is just Todd? me. I came out to find you. After all, it's my box and I should help you find it. Damn bloody right, Todd. You can't believe this guy. He just scared you out of your wits. And he's still talking about that stupid box. But why do you think you're out here? You catch your breath and try to slow your heartbeat down to normal. Get a life, Todd, you snap at him. You shouldn't sneak up on me like that. I just want to help find the box, Todd whines. Look, I even brought a flashlight. You're glad it's Todd, not a werewolf. And also glad that we made friends with him. <laughs> so that he could bring that flashlight. Right. And also his plump. Tender body. <laughs> I wonder if, um, had you not been friends with him, he wouldn't have come. That's interesting. I am curious. Hmm. Go by the book. <laughs> you're glad it's Todd and not a werewolf. In fact, you're glad for any company on a night like this. Follow me, you say. Which way? Todd asks. Go to page 75. I'm assuming I know the way to go. I've been at Woods World since I was a baby. Right? Cryptic riddles that aren't so cryptic must be pretty easy. Hmm. You know when you accidentally read the wrong page and you're like, that doesn't make sense, let's turn away from there. <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll just skip past that grizzly death. This way, you answer, towards the two red lights. You lead the way through a wall of thorny bushes. There should be a path to the beach around here somewhere, you say. Youch! Todd cries. These stupid thorns are scratching me all up. Better watch out, you don't bleed too much, you joke. You don't want those werewolves to catch the scent of fresh blood. Todd's knees tremble as the two of you push through the overgrown vines and shrubs. Well, that's not helpful, making him scared. Are you sure this is the path? Todd asks. It's so dark out here, I can't see a thing. Before you can answer, you hear how This time, the noise is terrifyingly close. Very, very close. Oh no! Todd whines. What was that sound? You try not to panic, for Todd's sake. You flip on the flashlight switch. Darkness still surrounds you. You hit the flashlight on your hand. Once, twice. Still no light. Stupid batteries, you mumble. But even without light, you notice the ground under your feet changing from dry to slippery. Excuse and me? Very slimy. Where are you? Excuse me, what? The ground is slimy? Yeah. Let's get out of here. Don't want to be in that for very long. Alright, well, we're rushing over to page four. That's a whole lot of nope. It's a cave. In all the summers I've been coming to Woodsworld, you say to Todd, I never knew there was a cave here. Let's check it out. A slimy cave? Then you hear a voice from somewhere deep in the cave. A voice calling your name. Mm -hmm. You think the voice sounds like Sharky Murphy, but you can't be sure. Hello? You answer. You start to move forward into the deep black cave. Todd tugs you back. Don't go in. Yeah, that's wise. He warns. Again, the voice from inside calls your name. You feel pulled by the voice and pulled by Todd at the same time. What's it going to be? Go in? 
or stay out. Meaning. Never follow disembodied voices. <clears throat> Stick with Todd. Stick with Todd. Also, this cave is gross. <clears throat> Let's get out of here. <laughs> Shush. I don't so, know you. Instead of answering the call of the cave, you're feeling safer listening to Todd and staying out of the cave. Yeah, we're best friends for life. We're going <laughs> to find that box. We're turning to page 37. Oh, they're screaming now. Oh, there is this screaming is in the background. All right, all right, you snap at Todd as he pulls you back from the mouth of the cave. We won't go in the cave, but do you want your back box? Hmm. But do you want your box back or not? Of course I do, he says, still holding on to you. But I think I'm allergic to caves. I feel kind of strange. Well, I feel kind of strange too, with you holding on to me all the time. You shake his hand off your arm and step back. Oops! Instantly your feet sink into a thick, mucky goo that won't let go. Oh no. Quicksand. What, in a ca- again, in a cave? That's bizarre. You're glued to the spot and sinking deeper and deeper. Hey Todd, you cry. Get me out of this, will you? But Todd isn't listening. He has his back turned. He is staring at a beam of light shining through a crack in the cave ceiling. Oh, not the crack. Todd gazes up and shouts, I see the full moon. Never mind the full moon, Todd, you beg him. Please, pull me out of here. Todd does nothing. Oh, Todd. You quickly... Oh, Todd, I put my faith in you. You quickly check and see that Todd isn't standing in quicksand, but he can't seem to move either. He says motionless at the light of the full moon. Todd is in a trance. Turn to page 10. Todd, you big palooka, I came out here for you. I came out here to get your silly box. I could have just stayed at home. I could have been, I could be sleeping right now and you're pulling this nonsense on me. Right, you just went to such a fun campfire. I know, I want to go back to the lit campfire party. <gasps> oh, it's over. <laughs> oh, right, I forgot. Everyone is sleeping. Because <laughs> Sharky told a story and that was the whole party. Hmm. As you sink deeper into the quicksand, you see Todd being transformed by the moonlight. Of course he bloody is. Hair grows on his face and hands. His teeth lengthen into wolf-like fangs. He better remember that we're friends. With flashing red eyes, Todd turns towards you. Nope, guess not. He opens his mouth and lets out a blood-curdling. Hungry. Howl! Todd! You shout. Turn your face away from the moonlight. Don't look at the full moon. <laughs> It's a werewolf moon. Don't let it get you. Oh, he's trying. Bless. I'm trying, I guess. I keep forgetting that I'm this person. You try one more time to pull your feet free. This time the quicksand loosens its grip. In one swift move, you leap from the hole to throw yourself at Todd. The force of your body moves him out of the moon's light. Aw, protecting your friend. You hold Todd down. The beam of moonlight slowly disappears as a cloud passes over the full moon. As the light goes away, so do Todd. So do Todd's werewolf features. That's it, you exclaim. Now I understand what we have to do. Oh? Turn I'm glad. I'm glad one of us does. Yeah, I mean, isn't it obvious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I always know what to do in these situations. Exactly. This actually happened to me last winter. Ah, uh, yes. Sharky was wrong when he said no one is safe here, you tell Todd. I know what we have to do. There is only one way we keep ourselves safe. The werewolf moon has no power over us as long as we stay out of its light. You mean the light of the full moon is what turned me into a werewolf? Oh, so he was aware of the fact that he was turning into a werewolf. Ah, uh, he was a werewolf. 
Ah, a were-werewolf. <laughs> Todd asks curiously. Exactly, you reply. And if we stay out of the moonlight, we'll be safe from werewolves. Do you get it? A low growl answers. Todd, is that you? You whisper. No. Returning to page 22. There were other people in the woods. I guess you were hearing howls and stuff before Todd transformed. And there were those red-haired boys who went out into the woods, so it's very likely that we're going to see some red-haired werewolves. Do they keep the same hair, or do they just all get dark hair? Oh, I don't know. I also don't remember saying they were red-haired, but I probably did. You did. They mm. bite, When they were biking down, it oh, described good. that they had red hair. Ah, good. And since I'm a stickler for those kind yeah, of things. Yeah, good, and it might help you later in the novel. I hope so. Another low growl fills the cave. Todd looks as surprised and afraid as you are. No, Todd says in answer to your question. That wasn't me. Was it you? The growling sound is louder now. Louder and closer. No, it wasn't me, you reply. The full moon beam suddenly breaks through the crack in the cave ceiling. Not the crack again. The cloud has passed by and the moonlight is as clear and as bright as a Hollywood spotlight. This time, it's not shining on Todd's face. It shines on another face. And another. Two faces that are not quite human. Faces that are transforming before your very eyes into snarling, growling wolves. Werewolves, to be more exact. What should you do? I like that it has to make sure that you know they are in fact werewolves and not just some nameless beast. I mean, could you imagine, like, they transform and you're like, oh, it's a troll! Troll in the dungeon. But also, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> this isn't even a dungeon. Now, just, I'm going to preface this. It says your knowledge of the Goosebumps book, the, we the Werewolf of Beaver Swamp, will help you decide what to do. Oh, well, gee, I guess I'm I'm set. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't read that book. It just says, what type of bird did the Werewolf of Fever Swamp rip apart? Do you think it was a cardinal or a heron? Oh, for crying out loud, they... This is how they get you. You have to read the other books to survive. <laughs> You're like, I have to know, I have to live. Right. I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to. 12 year old you. me. Please, we must go to the bookshop. My life depends on it. I mean, I do have the book here. No. I think I it would be very funny to have you frantically scrambling through the book looking for what <laughs> kind of bird was torn apart. But oh, I guess you're just going to have to. I'm just going to uh, have to guess. Have a guess between a cardinal and a heron. Oh, bloody hell. Um. I don't know what a cardinal is, so I guess we're going with heron. What is a cardinal? I believe they are, like, seabirds, like, you know, over the sea, but I'm not entirely um, sure. I know what a that. heron is, yeah. so I'll just go with the one I know. Yeah. Apologies. Uneducated bird person. Wow. Yeah, I'm a bird we person, done, but I'm uneducated. We haven't done any of our homework prior to coming in here. We should have read the book in advance. We should have been doing our research, research on birds. birds. Oh, dear. Well, we should have been making sure that no parties would be happening in the background. That's all. That's all. Mm. I'm sorry. Any and cancel all the planes. Unprofessional of me, but I'm glad you could sit <laughs> through it. We're going to be turning to page 68. Oh, that's some good ASMR. Love that. Oh. The werewolves! Todd shouts. Start howling! You what? grab Todd's shoulders and give him a good shake. Snap out of it, Todd, you order him. 
It's either howl or run, he insists. He, is, he, is he suggesting we have a howl off? And we don't know which way the werewolves are heading. There is one more choice, Todd, you reply. You point to a stream of light. Oh, okay. Into the crack. The, the, this whole paragraph really threw me. I didn't know what Todd was trying to say at all. <laughs> I, I assumed like, there was a howl off going on. Like, I would yeah, have... I, would like, have I to thought start. they were walking towards you, the wolves, but now he's like, we don't know which way they're going. And yeah, I'm like, that's okay, very confusing. Sure. Yeah. And they're in a cave, so yeah, like, yeah. I assume there's and, only and one shouting. direction. Like, there's exclamation marks in what he's saying, but I'm obviously not shouting it. But Thank you. Not entirely sure what's going on. There is one more choice, Todd, you reply. You point to a stream of light at the end of yet another tunnel. It looks as if it might be the way out. There, you say. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. I thought he was suggesting we go into the crack of light and become werewolves as well. <laughs> then it's just a werewolf party. They won't attack us because we're, we're, we're bros. Right. Okay, this is a little little lame. <laughs> I was hoping I'd be a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, hey, you, you might still come. Hmm. Like, why are, we, why are we trying so hard not to be werewolves. Like, that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> you get to be hairy. You get to grow puberty. Yeah, you get to... Don't grow puberty, but you get to grow, comma, puberty. <laughs> I mean, that is as uh, that is as close as I will ever get to being a tall person. I am a small person forever. And I will only get smaller. Small little village witch turns Tiny. into a werewolf. Then I can reach things on the top of shelves. I mean, I love that for you. It's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I already saw that tunnel. I also saw that giant hole in the floor between us and the way out. Just listen to this. Todd dropped a loose stone into the hole. The two of you wait to hear it hit. Bloop. The two of you wait to hear it hit the bottom. Damn, we have a lot of time. It seems we have time to converse. We have time to drop a stone. We have time to wait. Like, are we really in any danger here? It never does hit the ground. Oh. Bottomless pit, Todd no announces. Oh, this time the howling isn't coming from Todd. He's too busy talking about the pit. <laughs> it's the werewolves, Todd whispers. Start howling. No, jump, you shout. Really? Do you howl to save yourself, or do you jump across the bottomless pit? Oh, what the hell? Let's howl. Yeah? Let's do it. You're gonna go for a good old howl? I'm ready for a howl off, because honestly, if I can't be a werewolf, I'm not jumping into a pit. That's valid. And hey, we might become friends. I'm always about making friends. We have to jump across the pit, you insist. It may be the only way out of this place. I can't do it, Todd whines. You'll have to go first. As soon as you hear the howling again, all your nervousness disappears. Come on, Todd, you cry. The werewolves are getting closer. Without another word, you back up a few steps and take a running leap. It's so dark you can't be sure if you're making it across the pit or not. All you know is you're flying through the air. In seconds, your feet lands on solid ground. Dirt crumbles under your heels. You are half on, half off the edge of the pit. I thought we were howling. Why are we jumping? Oh, did you say jump? I, I said howl. You said howl. I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm excited to be flying. That's fun. Oh, that's awkward. I will go back. It's okay. No one will know that you made this mistake because you'll just cut it. Hello. Editor here. You sure would think that. Right? It never happened. 
We're going to pretend that never happened. Now I've got to go find my correct page. Oh dear, that's so embarrassing. You've lasted um, longer than some guests have, just so you are aware you've already lasted longer. I wonder if it's my knowledge of horror tropes. <laughs> That's your knowledge me alive. of birds and goosebumps, or potentially my intent desire to make friends with everyone I meet. <laughs> That's saving my hide. So you're agreeing to work with Todd and Hal at the Werewolves. So yes. we're turning to page thirty-three. The werewolves are too close. You have to start howling. It's your only hope. Can you do some howls with him this time? Ready? Howl! Todd take turns howling to keep the werewolves away. You have been standing here howling for hours. Oh my goodness. So far it's working. There is not a werewolf in sight. Good oh. job. Keep up the howling. I made friends. In fact, you keep howling until the end. I win! I won! Oh, but you know I'm a little disappointed. What happened to the box? Well, you didn't find it. You, you stood there howling. So did I lose? <laughs> you, you stood there howling forever. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like that's a... Uh, it's a good ending. It's a good ending. I made friends. I made lots of friends. You did. The Murphy brothers told a story. Your friend Lauren Woods was there. Hmm. Her parents owned the place and she said goodnight to you. I made friends with werewolves and that's the most important thing. That's a witch true. needs to make friends with mystical beings. Like, Thanks. how else are we going to form our contracts? How else are we going to get it's all about networking from the top of the community. shelf? Yep. Well, part of Pick a Path is dying, unfortunately. <laughs> so, I haven't quite finished, have I? No. So, we are going to resurrect you and bring you back. Have I been resurrected? I never quite died. Well, you stood there howling forever. Mm. So, we're going to take you back in time. You're going to get to choose which option that you made so far in this novel you think was the wrong one or where you'd like to go back to. I already know that following a voice is probably a bad idea, so let's follow the voice. <laughs> because that's going to lead me to a swift end, I think. Oh, well, I love that idea for you. Not the swift end, but like following the voice, seeing what would have happened. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that jumps out as like the, the worst idea. Hmm. Well, we're going to go back in time and take you back to that moment before you've reached the cave. Okay. Now, off audio. Shh, don't tell the microphone. <gasps> you Secrets. said you weren't going in the cave. And we went to the pages that were don't go in the cave. Yeah. But, like, you were immediately, like, in the soggy cave. And, like, then quicksand. And then you were looking through the cave. Like, there was I'm never so an confused. option to not go in the cave. I just don't want never wanted to go in the cave it was listen to the creepy voice or listen to todd saying don't go in the cave and yeah he pulled you back you know what you're right how come we oh because he got stuck oh uh, yeah but he started become you got stuck yeah. and then he became a werewolf yeah right sorry <laughs> we figured it out we did right back to audio hello you answer you start to move forward into the deep black cave todd tugs you back don't go in. Maybe this was a good idea. Maybe a friend's at the end of this. Maybe I can make another friend. Ooh, exciting. Another friend. And you've decided to answer the call of the cave this time. So this time we're going to be turning to page 81. Come on, Todd, you say. You reach over and hold on to his arm. We're going in the cave. 
We're not going to let those Murphy brothers scare us, are we? We aren't, gulps Todd. I mean, no, we aren't. A thin beam of moonlight shines into the mouth of the cave. You can see that the floor is pure slime. You take one step forward. Your feet fly up into the air. You land flat on your back and bring Todd down with you. Uh-oh. Then you and Todd start sliding faster and faster. Whoa! What a sticky mess. Your two voices blend into one. You squeeze your eyes shut. You feel as if you're sliding down the world's steepest water slide. Down, down you go. Faster, faster. You and Todd zoom down a slime-slick tunnel in total darkness. Really? A slimy tunnel that's more like a water slide now? What kind of a cave is this? Just when you think your body can't take one more second of this wild ride, it ends with a grand slam! Bam! You smash into a wet cave wall. Ouch. I'm definitely going to bruise. It is giving you two options, and the first is to open your eyes now, or, if you can't bear to look, keep your eyes closed and try to turn to the next page. Is that an option or is it... The option is to keep to open your eyes now or don't open them right now. Well, we ain't scared. Let's open our eyes. We're opening our eyes and turning to page 85. Are we opening our eyes to Moonlight? That's going to turn us into a werewolf. Or a new friend. This is what I'm hoping for. Give me friends! You and Todd hit the cave wall with a giant THUD. You both open your eyes at the same time and see the same eerie sight. Eyes. Hundreds. Ooh. No. Thousands. Ooh. Of bright yellow eyes. <gasps> Friends! Eyes on the ceiling. Eyes on the walls. Eyes on the floors. Eyes for days. Bats! Todd exclaims. Still oh, fun. He sounds more amazed than scared. They won't hurt us. I studied all about them for a science report. You're not so sure Todd's right. Two bats fly right past your face. Their yellow eyes whiz past you like shooting stars. The flapping of their webbed wings creates a breeze that sends chills down your spine. You whip your head around to move out of the bat's flight path. As you duck down, you feel bat wings brush against your face. Oh, cute. I love bats. Their tiny claws catch in your hair. Then they fly away, yanking out small clumps of your hair as they go. Oh, rude. The bats surround you. You turn to find Todd. It's hard to see through the thousands of flapping bat black wings. Where is he? Go to page 42. Oh no, I've lost my other friend. Todd is standing next to you. He is just as surrounded by the beastly bats as you are. But Todd I haven't is... lost him. He's still there, he's still there. Okay. But Todd is acting as if they're butterflies instead of bats. He's even reaching out his hands to them. A sudden gust of wind blows through the cave. The bats beat their wings furiously, which creates an instant whirlpool. The force pulls Todd backwards. You can't believe your own eyes. Todd is being sucked into a tunnel. A tunnel filled with yellow bat eyes. Todd! You scream. Bats! Bats! Everywhere bats! Todd yells as you watch him being drawn deeper and deeper into the tunnel. They're beautiful! You knew this kid was weird. Now what are you supposed to do? What's so weird about liking bats? They're cute. Fuzzy. Do you go down the tunnel of eyes after Todd? Or do you turn back and run for help? No, we're going to go follow our new friends. All of these bats are now my children. 
and Todd is my friend, so I must run after my children, make sure they're not up to mischief. That's a good idea. Well, we're heading over to page 47. You know you have to try to save Todd from the bats, even if he doesn't realise he needs saving. Even if it means you have to face millions of bat faces yourself. You step into the tunnel. You don't even try to fight the power of the tunnel's air currents. You let your body be sucked into the open mouth of the black hole. Immediately, you hear the thwap of flapping wings. Thwap, thwap, thwap. <laughs> the sound is so close to your ears, it's deafening. I'm so sorry. Thwap, oh. thwap, thwap. You're very good at the uh, onomatopoeia. <laughs> you flap your own arms back at the bats. This clears the way in front of you. Now you can see the choices you must make. There are two more tunnels at the end of this tight, squeezing passageway. Above the sound of the bat wings, you hear the roaring of rushing waves of water. The sound is coming from the tunnel on the left. And from the tunnel on the right comes a wicked howling that can only be one thing. Wolves. Do you tackle the tunnel of waves, or do you brave the tunnel of wolves? The problem is that we can't hear Todd anymore. That's true, it didn't say anything about where Todd was. Because that would dictate the one I would choose. Um, you were too busy thwapping. Werewolves can be friends, but I'm my immediate concern is to try and find Todd, so... The water, maybe? Because maybe the water is masking his voice. Right, so we're heading over to page 51. Whoosh! You step into the tunnel of waves. A sudden flood of icy water forces you forward through the tight-fitting tunnel. Todd! You scream over the roar of the waves. Todd! Are you in here? Todd! A disgusting smell of rotten eggs fills your nostrils. Sulfur, yuck, you say to yourself. You remember the same horrible smell coming from the old mill pond at home. You try not to breathe in as you scream out one more time. Todd! No answer. You gasp for fresh air from somewhere, anywhere. Then you struggle against the pounding pressure. A wall of waves pushes you from behind. It's no use. You stop fighting the waves. Instead, you stretch your arms out over your head and go with the flow. Water fills your ears, your eyes, your mouth. The enormous crashing waves carry your body through the tunnel. There is no end in sight. Float on over, page 67. Hmm. How are you with water? Um, pretty good. Yeah? Um, I've only really, like, half drowned once. Um, that was when I was playing canoe pole and some girl put uh -huh. her boat over top of mine. Ooh. So I couldn't flip well, myself back up. And okay. so instead of trying to pull the tab out, I just kind of panicked. Yeah. But then I had this weird moment of clarity where like, I just stopped for a second. I, I It felt like I was taking a breath, but I obviously wasn't. But that's how it felt. And then I had that clarity of like, oh, I just need to pull this and then I'll be fine. Then I came out and I remember when I surfaced, um, the first thing that I felt was just like the panic. Yeah. It just suddenly like washed, or... over, washed yeah. over me and I just started crying. I immediately mm. started sobbing. Yeah. 
because it was quite scary. But yeah. uh, otherwise, I like water. I like I have a I'm fear. I'm a hydrophobe, as you know. <laughs> I I do have a fear of like deep ocean. Yeah. But I feel like it's more because also space, like deep space, frightens me, and also deep ocean frightens me. I think it's like the wide cavernous endlessness of it the idea that you could float and float and float and find nothing yeah kind of scares me oh yeah so uh i do like the way of the ocean and the river but I, I would never like to float out to sea right. that would be terrifying quick throwback to earlier 2019 when we actually uh forced you to jump off <laughs> of a very tall platform into the waterfront of wellington uh-huh. For that horror game show. I also have a fear of heights. Yeah. So jumping at that height was a, was very difficult for me. It wasn't even that high up. But it, it's, it's quite high up and it is understandable. It was very windy and you were... It was also low tide. So yeah. the water was lower than normal. And so I, it looked deep to me and very scary. And then climbing back up the ladder was also quite scary for me. I do believe you got like... Oh, you definitely got a good audience of applause, though, for <laughs> following through and actually jumping and doing it despite I being I think people scared. pitied me. <laughs> I think they were encouraged by your courage. Oh, yes. Thank you. You're floating in a new tunnel now. You're sure of that. The feeling here is completely different. The tight grip of the waves and the tunnel of waves has loosened. You are floating on the surface of a calm, smooth body of water. The closeness of the tunnel's walls has given way to open air. Your eyes see nothing but blackness as you bob slowly up and down in the water. The sulfur smell is gone, replaced now by odourless air. I can breathe again, you shout into the darkness. I can breathe again, your own voice echoes back. I can breathe again, I can breathe again, I can breathe again. Hello, you cry, testing the echo again. Hello, 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 your voice returns. From the pitch black nothingness all around you, you are alone. The only sound is the sound of your own voice, and the sound of your own breathing. But wait, what's that other sound right next to your ear? Strain your ears to hear better as we turn to page 23. It's not where I thought you'd end up, I have to admit. You know, I'm with you there. You thought you were alone, floating in the darkness, and you thought your own breathing was the only sound around. But now, right next to your ear, you hear other breathing. Air is being sucked in and blown out. Air in, air out. You strain your ears to listen better. You hold your own breath so you won't confuse it with this new sound. Yes, it is breathing. Slow, even, steady, deep breathing. Air in, air out. Air in, air out. The rhythm is as regular as a sleeping giant's breathing. But in the darkness, you see nothing. Your eyes are no help to your ears now. All you can do is listen. Ear in, ear out. Ear in. Your own breathing begins to join in the rhythm. Ear in, ear out. Keep breathing and go on to page 113. An entire page that's just describing breathing. Yeah, creepy. Ear in, ear out. Ear in, ear out. I mean, now we've just got to have the... To really add to that. Love that. We're turning to a page, 113. Ear in, ear out. Ear in, 
air out. With the next air in, your floating speeds up. You're no longer bobbing slowly up and down on a calm body of water. Now you are being towed by some force you cannot see. Help! You scream. Help! 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 Your own voice echoes. Oh, it's no use! You cry. Oh, it's no use! Oh, it's no use! Echo agrees with you. In one final pull of the air force, you are sucked into another tunnel, a long, narrow tunnel. You zoom through the tunnel and land in a dark pit. Oh no, you sob. But this time there is no echo. There is only a loud Excuse me? The deep woods lake monster has just swallowed you whole. Oh. Sad to oh. say, you're all washed up. <laughs> For you, this story has come to. Did I just get bored? The end. You were just eaten by the Deep Woods Lake monster of Woodsworld. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I, I hope Todd was okay. I, I like how this time it's not specified that it's a werewolf. It's potentially some other monster that's just... Well, it's some big lake monster that you got yeah, swallowed Yeah, this cavernous by. monster. What if the whole cave was just a big mouth... Mm. And I ended up just in, like, the bowels. I mean, a delicious and enticing image that provides that slimy passage being, like, the esophagus, and mm -hmm. you actually, like, got swallowed at the very yeah, beginning there. Yeah, yeah, mm. And then, like, this, the further down you go, the saliva's pushing you down, and then... Yep. Ugh. Lovely. I mean, congratulations, you got a quite nice death where you just ended up howling for hours and hours with your friend Todd. You made some good friends along the way. That was a win because I lived. It was. And then you decided to throw caution to the wind and go with some like riskier options thinking you would die really quickly. That's what I thought. I and thought I was going to die very like the yeah. next page. And it gave you option after option and actually you managed to go on a whole other adventure. Yeah. So there's over 20 endings in these books, and I'm glad you just got to experience two of them right here with me. I really enjoyed you. having you on my podcast. I enjoyed being eaten and also having a fantastic howl off. Oh yeah, everyone loves a howl off. Shall we one more? Yeah. Hello! This brings me back to when we used to do moo-offs. Oh yeah, a good old moo-off. And everyone would be a little bit surprised because I would always bring this really ferocious energy. Emmy goes hard in a moo-off. I do If go there's hard. a competition and it's down to the final two and you're having a moo-off, you'd better hope you're not up against Emmy Wilson. The reason, I think, is because I was very stressed at that time. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to unleash all of that into one, <laughs> into one very demonic-sounding moo. Oh, yeah. It was actually very therapeutic. I always felt better at the end of those. Well, so I would heartily recommend, if you're ever feeling stressed, just howl at the moon. And or moo. Moo. At the howl. Um, moo at the milk. <laughs> moo at the milk as you howl at the moon. <laughs> that has been Emmy Wilson and I on Pick a Path Podcast doing Night in Werewolf Woods. You can check out our description below because that will have all of the social media details for finding Emmy Wilson on the wild web as a wacky wild witch. I said wild twice and I'm disappointed in myself. This has been Pick a Path Podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Pick a Path Podcast. We release a new episode in the first week of every month. Next episode will be Booth in Beware of the Purple Peanut Butter. Subscribe everywhere that podcasts are available and to the Split Television Productions YouTube channel. 
Cheers.